0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 1, Feedback. Your words and our words and, man, the words that were on the TV were so good.
1: Let's all just commingle our words. Just commingle our words. All that red right of the sad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll.
0: And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff
1: Randall hit him with that five-star review.
0: Got a five-star, God, five-star review from, uh, we'll put it in quotes, Edmonton, Alberta. <laughs> uh, Riley Thomas Rooster says, ha, 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 yes. That accent was everything, LOL. This is my favorite podcast for MCU news. They also break down trailers and the movies. All things MCU. Not really comic books material. Hence the title of the podcast. Also, check out their top ten MCU moments list on the Imagineer podcast. I love you, boys, and I'm totally from hmm, Edmonton, Alberta. Sweet, I like it. <laughs>
1: I like it. I like. <laughs> Thank I like you the, for I like the, the accents, contest, Matt. You're you're welcome, Jeff. This is this is your life now. Yep. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, we're going to dive right into some feedback. We just got a few pieces of feedback from this week's episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. and some other S.H.I.E.L.D. things, so we just wanted to get that in its own little bubble episode. This is a little pocket universe of only S.H.I.E.L.D. content.
0: (laughs) All right, Drew Grex said, Hi guys, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. Spoilers! This first episode was awesome. I was so shocked that they had Malik's father. I'm so happy I went back and rewatched the entire series in preparation for the final season. Uh, There are so many references to earlier seasons. It's meant to be a love letter to every Marvel series so far. I can't wait for Wednesdays at nine now. Thanks for making this season better with your podcast. Hey, thank you, Drew. Um, Thank you for making this podcast better with your comment. Woo!
1: You know, I, I felt this way about this episode. The fact that it's a love letter to the fans and to all of the stuff that's come before, but that, such a cool perspective when you've actually seen it all recently, you know, I really yeah. think that is so cool. It is so, so cool.
0: Yep. I agree. Uh, I did not have the time to go back and me neither. <laughs> and watch everything. I've been editing the, the new show. Yeah. It's, it's coming along, man. We're almost done with the first arc. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, Luke Murphy. Oh man, this guy. No, he didn't say to use his, his accent this time. <laughs> Luke Murphy said, Hi guys, just listened to your AOS episode and completely agree with a lot of what you guys said. Best start to a season for years. One thing one thing I interpreted differently to yourselves was with Colson recalling the Swordfish password. I thought he was just able to access all of the information he's learned from over his lifetime that a normal human couldn't recall as he's now an LMD slash chronicom, similar to the Limitless movie with Bradley Cooper. And the two years memory thing was just that his last backup, quote-unquote, was two years ago. So he doesn't have knowledge from the last two years. Could be completely wrong. I have been before and will be again. I like the Gemma theory. Very strong. I I think
1: you're... Uh, you, you, it's very much possible that you're right about the Limitless thing. Uh, but I do think they gave him files somehow from the last two years. Because yeah, they there's a moment where he said he starts saying all these things. He goes May, and he starts saying things that have happened in the last two seasons. If I'm not mistaken, he says May, and then
0: they say that wasn't your fault. Talking about her getting hurt. Well, there was the the not just a reference, but like Gemma explicitly said it. You know, I I added in the things that he's missed from the past two years. Like she she said it to him. She said it to Daisy and Mac, uh, and she said it to Daisy and Mac at the end of last season. Whenever they you know, intro to LMD Coulson. So she very much did like upload his brain scan to this LMD or to this Chronicom LMD um, and then added in extra stuff in whatever way she can.
1: Yeah. So, so that, that leads me to believe that it's very possible she added other things (gasps) like some of this other information we've talked about, um, even though he thinks it's all his information
0: here's the entire shield handbook
1: hey that's right she doesn't even the f- say you're assimilating the, all the knowledge from the last two years that's right that's, the whole, that's that whole scene so yeah there's definitely a knowledge from the last two years in there
0: yeah I mean it's it's two years of knowledge in ten seconds is what she says yeah to, that's right to Mac um, there's a lot there's a lot There's a lot um, we'll to catch up on some of it's not so great that's beside the point Uh, Jeffrey James says, Holy moly. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 1. Non-spoiler. This is everything I've been waiting for. The big payoff after two seasons of meh and six seasons of fandom. So satisfying to see the gang in action, and in a new and interesting environment. Spoilers. I've never particularly cared for the Chronicom idea. Evil robots are, well, perhaps a bit overdone. Uh, but given that we need baddies who can be killed without ethical problems, I can live with it. There were lots of uh, of nice details in this episode in the way of internal continuity. For example, Daisy has a head wound at the beginning, which is nicely covered by her 1930s hairdo bob. Another nice detail is Simmons being hardened and mature, and without any of the innocent sweetness that characterizes her in earlier incarnations. She's seen a lot, and it shows. And now, there's a distance between her and Daisy, just as there is when friends go through very different life experiences. Deke is great for comic relief, uh, and it's wonderful to see Yo-Yo back. But best of all, of course, was Patton Oswalt, because it let us know that this season really is going to be totally fan servicing with cameos that will make all our affection for this show worth it. Can't wait to hear what Matt and Jeff have to say. Awesome. Several exclamation marks. Yeah, De- Jeffrey James. I I'm just really glad to hear
1: from you, buddy. Oh, uh, we you haven't written in as much in these last little while, and uh, we we spoke recently. Um, and he he said he's still been listening, and uh, it's just good to hear from you, man. I I'm lo- I'm loving this season, and I'm re- so far I'm really glad you are too. Two days I I haven't been this excited for episodes of Agents of Shield in a long time. You know. Yeah, man. It just feels like they're really trying to not only it be a love letter to previous seasons but be a labor of love itself like really putting a lot of energy into making this season quality
0: yeah the way that this uh, this season started feels a lot like you know the amount of effort that they put in in season 4 which in my and other people's opinions is like the pinnacle of agents of shield.
1: Yeah. Well also when you have 13 episodes,
0: you can tell that tight story.
1: Yeah. You you just can do better They had longer to make less episodes than they've ever had before. So that's a huge plus in like just giving the writers time to really care about what they're doing and not have to rush out 22 episodes, you know? So yeah. I think this is just going to be, I really think this season is going to be hit after hit.
0: That's what it feels like. And, you know, if they keep doing as good as they did here, like I'm going to be like, I'm already going to be really sad to see it go after after the season ends. But if if they do this well, if they do episodes, this just perfectly, it's going to be a really sad ending. And I'm probably going to be balling.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs>
0: Speaking of balling. No, I don't. I don't know if that fits this or not. I had yeah. no. It does in All the right. second tweet. Right. Uh, Emily Sissel sent us a series of tweets uh, while the well about the episode. Um, spoilers! Oh my god, I love it so much. Historically accurate, yes. And this is coming from a history teacher. It looks like a time hop chasing chronicoms and major points of history. I love y'all and a long ass time listener. <laughs> 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 Editor, second one. She says, "Oh my goodness! All this with FDR is having me in tears over here. Now I'm just fangirling. Cannot wait to hear your thoughts, especially where his fits. How long have him and Gemma been separated? Anyway, I'm sure you'll take other feedback and questions. But I really enjoy y'all, and you helped me through a rough time a few years back. Hearing other people talk about stuff I love when I was living literally in the middle of a desert. It's great to have content back." Okay, one last thing. May looks a little crazy there. Maybe she got some kind of alien disease or messed up by the strike. I don't know. Something something happened to her from that portal?
1: Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack there. I I don't know. Either that, but also May, when she left off, they were being attacked by Chronicons, right? Chronicoms? <laughs> Chronicoms. Sorry. Uh, yeah, did she know... I guess she. he calls her trusted friend, calls himself trusted friend. What's, what is up with May? I don't know. The,
0: I don't know that May ever saw the Chronicom assault thing. That's happening. right. I think she was
1: already gone or she was already, you know, taken out.
0: Yeah. She'd off. already been stabbed. Yeah. Crossed off is mm-hmm. a good one.
1: Yeah. By the way, we got another piece of feedback and I don't know how it didn't end up in here. I really don't. And now I'm second guessing my ability to, to uh, round all this feedback. Um, Cause I don't, I didn't, I don't know how I didn't end up in here, but uh, you know, someone, someone mentioned, she mentions the strike here. Someone mentioned, you know, we were talking about Dracula last week. Oh and yeah. How that Dracula thing appeared. And then they were mentioning the fact that like uh, we have, Yo-Yo, who absorbed a Shrike into her body, this bat-like creature. And, and metabolized tab- it. And metabolized it. And now she's sick. And she seems kind of like, her, her skin seems a little like pale. She looks ill. She looks a little ill, even though they think she's going to make it. Like, what if she is the start of a form of vampirism? Oh, man. In the MCU. Like, what if they leave her in this time? What Man, what if they like left her in this time? For some reason, like they have to get, they have to get gone to save, they have to catch a tide away. Right. And she doesn't make it back to the ship and they jump forward 20 or 30 years and she has somehow like become a like vampire queen in, in like the 1950s or whatever. Queen of the
0: damned in in
1: 1950s. Yeah. With super, (laughs) with super speed, which, which is a common trope of vampires having super speed. So... I, yeah. I don't know who wrote that in. I think it must've been in the MCU cast chat or the stranded panda chat on Facebook, uh, because we had 14 pages of feedback before we got even to that. So I didn't even get any stranded panda stuff this week, unfortunately it's <laughs> stranded Panda chat stuff. Cause the point of the stranded panda chat is not necessarily to write into the show is to, um, it's to get everybody together to talk about it, yeah, yeah so yeah. that we can all hash it out. I normally spend like a long time going through it and combing through it for good content or like 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 a couple extra questions or whatever. But I just didn't have the time today. Um, but that that was a really interesting question. I don't know who wrote that in. I apologize.
0: No, yeah, there's there's at least three points where you know we see the Dracula um, see the Dracula poster. Max specifically says, "I don't want to introduce some alien contagion." In the 1930s, mm-hmm. and then Gemma says that she metabolized the shrike, and her body is processing it, but she still looks sickly. They're still going to keep her there just in case. Yeah, I think it's a it's a pretty it's pretty cool, pretty rad idea. Oh my god! And think, oh Matt, 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 why haven't we talked about this? Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, Matt. Yo Yo can run really fast and has to return to where she is in the span of a heartbeat. What if her but vampires are undead and their hearts don't beat. Oh. So she'd have the ability to, she'd
1: either have the ability to go as fast as she wanted forever and not have to return, or she wouldn't be able to do it at all. Cause she doesn't have heartbeats anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which, I guess the, the better way would be if she could just run wherever she wanted. Now, like uh, she gets an upgrade to her powers. Cause now she lives in this weird queen of the damned Shrike life. Oh God. That's a it's a really fun theory. Um, I like it a lot. Back to back to Emily uh, Sissel's um, feedback. I uh, thank you for listening. By the way, she says uh, we helped her through a hard time in the desert, and that means a lot to us. We've we've talked a lot about it on this episode. And I try not to like harp on it, but this podcast means a lot to us, and and the fact that it means a lot to other people is really really great. Really really, I just can't even say how much it means to me that that's true, um, and the fact that it's historically accurate. I am not a history geek. I don't not to call you a geek. Yeah. I'm calling you a geek, but it's a, it's a compliment. Um, (laughs) it's a word of love. Yeah. I'm not a big history nerd. Like I don't know a lot of the stuff. Uh, so I mean like, especially I just like that Her being a bit of a history nerd, uh, says that it's historically accurate and that's pretty fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I really appreciate that. You know, I'm not a history nerd, but I appreciate that the history nerds are pointing out that this show you know, has really done its homework and, and everything about it is, is accurate. I love, I love that it's accurate. I love that they're not, you know, they're not cutting corners. They're not pulling punches. It just, it looks great. Yeah. And I love that, that we can have history teacher people come on and say like, yes, everything about this is perfect. (laughs) Like, uh, that just, it's, it's such great, um, it's validation, you know, for watching this show. And loving the show. Yeah, man. It's super rad. And uh, where do you think Fitz
1: is? Just ask, where do you think we think Fitz is? I don't know, man. <laughs> I really like the theory we, we posed on the last um, episode where we talked about the idea that Fitz and her did get to stay together. And this is a version of her. This is an l version. And it, the actual Gemma got to stay with Fitz wherever he is. And They're probably- actually just long gone. Yeah, exactly. Like, or maybe when they get back to the future, our team will rejoin them. Wait, did you say back to the future? I did say back to the future and I am, <laughs> I really, so, so I want to branch out with the trivia soon and do something different. And one of the things I want to do, I want to do one week focused on back to the future, like just general geek trivia, you know, uh, but I definitely want to make back to the future. One of the movies that we like focus on. Cause it's one of my favorites. Yeah, but not this week. No, this week uh, we're doing something else. And if you want to know, go join the Stranded Panda Army because they already know. Well, actually, they'll uh, by the time this comes out. This will come out Wednesday or so. I guess I can just say, well, you know what? If you're listening to the shield episode, you're a shield fan. And if you're not, you skipped this episode. So you don't get to know, but it's going to be an age of Ultron week. We're going to do at least a third of the questions are going to be age of Ultron questions. I'm excited about it. I know I'm supposed to only give it to the people who signed up for the email list, but I, every week I share it with too many people.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, age of Ultron people, age of Ultron. woo. All right, next up, Marshall Naylor said, Hey guys, Marshall here, and I just wanted to say how much I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts and opinions on the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7. As I'm writing this, it's 7.11 p.m. Eastern Time, so I've still got an hour or so before it airs. Thing is, I'll most likely watch it tomorrow morning on Hulu, because I have a feeling I won't be able to sleep if I watch it tonight. Mm -hmm. I was asked recently by my nine-year-old younger brother what Dark Knight was all about, Uh, As he knows, it's my favorite Batman movie, and he's only seen Batman Begins. I told him it's a very well-written story about Batman attempting to stop the Joker, all while trying to deal with his ongoing battle with throat cancer. I love it. Troll the nine-year-old. I love it. (laughs) Troll, Troll him hard. I do that with my 11 and 13. It's fine. On a more serious note, what are three Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. scenes that you think deserve Oscars? Mine would be, in no specific order, Ward's death. I loved this character, still do, and to see it in his eyes that he knows what Phil is about to do, and he accepts it, is so powerful. Holy shit, Ward is Hydra, season one, episode 17. That's That's the second one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when Sky slash Daisy finds out she has powers and then fits covers for her, uh, but while that's happening, Reyna tries to kill herself. Season 2, episode 11. These scenes, especially the last one, are, in my opinion, not only the best in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but some of the best in television. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> last thing, I promise. I was listening to your review on season 2, episode 12. <laughs> and Jeff, dude. <laughs> Jeff, your voice. Who designed the microphone in the MCU cast of all places? Sorry for the even longer sequel to my first novel and love you guys. Marshall Taylor. P.S. Here are more doggos and the best meme ever. <laughs> yeah, he gave some
1: really cute pictures of doggos, which is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. What? what so what do you think is the... Uh... The reason for my voice being weird is because it was oh so long ago, sir. I was talking about what do you think of the Oscar-worthy performances, but yes, sorry about the season two, episode 12, but I think that was like less than six months after the podcast started. So we were- Yeah, that was roughly five and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah, we were just two guys <laughs> reviewing it. I don't know, reviewing stuff and like having fun. We we didn't, we, I mean, honestly, even still, we're just two guys doing this stuff. Like we don't really- uh, have any? And we, we've just gotten a little better at our at our tech side, I guess. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, at that point, I had a, a crabtastic microphone that probably cost about forty bucks. Um, not saying that the one I have is is that much better or that much more expensive, but like I have a Yeti now, and Blue Yeti is like kind of the standard in in you know podcasting and or gaming. Uh, yeah, you microphones.
1: Gotta, we both have pretty standard like podcasting type microphones now, whereas, as before we really, uh,
0: I, I'm pretty sure I was talking into a tin can mm-hmm. that went through the internet to talk to you on that episode. Yeah. That,
1: if that were the case. Yeah. Cause
0: sure. when we recorded in your, uh, in your living room, um, we had your, your stage equipment basically.
1: Yeah. it's pretty much still what I've got in here. Um is mostly just my stage equipment, except for I do have one nice microphone or whatever.
0: Yeah. But the the
1: microphones there were not bad, you know? No, yeah, they were fine. But the ones at your house were not great at first. Oh yeah, that one was terrible. But we but we we got there. So apologies for those early early days. But it was early days. We were learning. Learning and had didn't have any gear and didn't have we were literally uh, at the time we didn't have any ads on the show at all and like we were paying money to host the show every week, and it was, it was it was it was it was it was just a hobby that we were starting. And so the fact that it's grown is really super rad of everybody for joining us.
0: So I can't say that there are any scenes that I think uh, in Agents of Shield are especially um, uh, I, Academy Award worthy. Is not the the right term there? It would be Emmys, right? For well, TV, I think he's. It would be, but I think he's saying, yeah. "Oh, like what? What is elevated beyond? Yeah. Te- what is beyond, elevated television? beyond
1: television. Um, I'm trying. I'm just. I think that Fitz's death is like super hard to watch and super heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But you know, that's that. That's kind of a trope, though. the The Academy loves those death scenes and loves those those kinds of things. Um. But I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if there's anything scenes them that come pop to mind other than that one for me.
0: I mean, there's just so many, yeah,
1: it, I love you know? I, mean, I, I love the acting on the show, but most of the time it's fairly it's still fairly television quality if that's even a thing anymore. but like to me, it doesn't elevate to the to the level most of the time of something like Daredevil, which to me does give me oscar worthy performances in almost every episode you
0: know when i was a boy i used my oscar to murder my father
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean that sounds accurate right yeah
1: totally <laughs> oh and here's the here's the be- here's the meme he was talking about best meme ever it's uh, a <laughs> captain america as dc comics winter soldier as Marvel Comics and they're beating up 20th Century Fox who is Iron Man. That's a solid one. Yeah. Is DC getting any of 20th Century Fox's content? Is that what's going on? Or they're oh they're beating it up because they're just defeating it.
0: Correct. Yeah. I get it. I get it now. <laughs> That's one of the things that we talked about in the X-Men Apocalypse arc in the first episode is that Fox was just happy to be there, man felt like Marvel and DC were throwing haymakers at each other and Fox is like, please look at me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that is all the feedback, my friends. Thank you guys for writing in everybody that wrote in for a little shield talk we'll, we'll be back next week. We're, we're probably going to try to keep throwing as much, you know, shield and other content together as we can to do these episodes. Um I, I just, I'm more excited about shield than I've been in a long time. and I just can't wait to see more of it.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'm excited that I'm excited about S.H.I.E.L.D., if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like, I'm excited that S.H.I.E.L.D. is as good as it needs to be to get me this excited about it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like,
1: part of it is just there's new content. I'm super pumped for that. (laughs) Maybe it's just that we're so thirsty. Yeah. We're so, I think that is part of it. I don't, I won't, I won't deny there's a bit of thirst going on, but I also, it really is the, um, the, the, the truth that it's been really good, really great first episode. Anyway, well guys, that is our show today. We are, uh, hit us up at stranded panda.com and check out us all of our other podcasts and, uh, all of you can connect with all of our, uh, socials there and everything like that. So, yeah that's i'm excited that works now because now instead of a big thing at the end i just say strandedpanda.com click on marvel cinematic universe podcast and there you go you find all of our other shows it's rad
0: anyway peace out until next time true believers